Welcome to season two of Better in Bed, the podcast where we talk about sex and inspire you to get better at it. So today's topic is BDSM, which stands for Bondage and Discipline, Dominance and Submission, Sadiomasochism. Now that may sound intimidating for some of you, but I assure you, it's not all whips and chains and heavy leather. Neither is it everything that you've seen on Fifty Shades of Grey. So if you're curious about BDSM and would like to try it, but maybe don't know where to start, then this podcast is especially for you. And before we dive in, don't forget that I'm also creating regular content on social media, my blog, workshops, and talks in the community. So get on over to sarahsense.com and sign up for my newsletter to get access to all the other resources I create outside of this podcast. and special sex tips as well that I only share on email. So quick shout out to my co-host today, Kat. Hello. Who is becoming quite a regular voice on the podcast, season two. And my guest today is Janice, who is a veteran kinkster, community organizer, and dungeon manager. It's quite the title. He's been in the Hong Kong scene for 15 years and is currently taking a break from organizing, but is available as a workshop presenter and BDSM coach for couples. He is a dom and into all kinds of kink, and I'm going to let him tell you more. So, Janice, welcome to Better in Bed. Hi, thanks for having me on. Yeah, it's Hi. a pleasure. Oh, thank you. I wanted to have you on for quite a while now. Oh, you're so sweet. <laughs> so, tell us more about how you got into BDSM. What's your story? So, most people, when they get into BDSM, they either get introduced by a friend or a partner, and they kind of like get shown the ropes. In a in a very yes. literal oh, way, yeah. um, <laughs> show or, me the ropes. Or they kicking it off with puns. Yes, yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> it's, it's first thing in the morning. I know it's uh, well. I know. Yeah. yeah, it's early to be talking yes. about BDSM. Yeah, is, is it, it really? is it ever? Early? It could be an all day thing. No, that's true. Yeah. So carry true. on. So either they get introduced, or it's been something they've always known. It's been something intrinsic. Like they've known since they were five or six, it's kind of like being gay. You know it internally. Okay. And for them, kink is not really something they can live without. It's it's right. something they deeply desire. So for me, I got introduced. I never had deep yearnings from I was ten years old. But my story is a bit unusual because I was introduced by. Essentially, the godmother of kink in BDS in Ooh. in Hong Kong. Okay, uh, her name is Decima. Yes, and I was trying to do better drag. I was dressing as a woman, and I was like, "I'm okay. going to do better drag." Right. And she, one of her hobbies was helping men find their inner woman, if you like. Oh, and I and. Love that. <laughs> Teaching okay. them how to walk, how to talk. Right. Okay. She's mm-hmm. an ex-drama teacher, so she mm-hmm. was very skilled in this. Mm-hmm. And she met me, or I met her. I sought her out. I said, "Teach me how to do drag." Right. And she helped me out, 
And then she's like, you're so pretty. You should come to one of my parties. <laughs> you are very, <laughs> like, very, kind of, you are very pretty. Very, and I you. could imagine you as a very beautiful drag queen. Thank I, you. I think I've seen a picture of you in drag, actually. Have you? All the pictures are very old. Okay. <laughs> yeah. okay. okay, so how actually, old is this? So I was 18. 18, right? I was 18 okay. at the time. Right, okay. And for me, I was just really screwing around. It okay. wasn't, you know, I. it's not like a fetish of mine. It's just like this is fun and this is a bit, you know, unconventional. And bit, maybe it's a bit deviant. I like fucking with people's right, right. expectations. Yeah. Plus who doesn't like getting dressed up? I mean, of all of us, we definitely know that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So she said, come to one of my parties. And of course they were fetish parties. Uh-huh. So that was my introduction. Okay. And then I was kind of like, seems kind of cool. I'll check it out. Okay. And then... My partners over the years said, hey, I want to be dominated. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, yeah, I know this. I was I was at a kink party right. a couple of years ago. Okay. I knew how to do this. <laughs> <laughs> and you did. And I did. You did. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So why don't you tell us what parts of BDSM do you enjoy? So I think I connect to it on a few different levels, but I think... One of the big things for me is the novelty mm-hmm. and the variety. There is so much you can do. It's oh, really yeah. a smorgasbord mm-hmm. of fun, sexy activities, and you can mix it up. And with different partners, you know, there's a different dynamic and you can explore different things. Yeah. So people get tired in the bedroom, but. BDSM has got so much variety, you you never really run out of things to do. And the other thing I think is really appealing for me is the intimacy. When you do BDSM, you can connect to your partner on a deeper level. Yeah. Because essentially you, you get, a lot of it puts you in a vulnerable place. Not just like physically, like I'm in a hog hog tie, I'm like a Mm -hmm. little bit vulnerable right now, but also like emotionally and you're tapping into these deep dark fantasies maybe maybe a little bit taboo as well yeah so there's a lot of trust there's a lot of intimacy Mm -hmm. to be able to do those activities Mm -hmm. and and that helps you connect better yeah yeah as a dom is there anything you specialize in in terms of bdsm any kind of play that you specialize in or you're just like you like a bit of everything i'm more of a generalist i don't have i have like my best of hits (laughs) (laughs) i have my i have my bread and bread and butter kink okay so my bread and butter kink is is impact play so uh we're talking whips crops paddles floggers spanking yeah I like all kinds of bondage. Mm-hmm. I like leather bondage a lot. Yeah. Um, I love sensation play. So yeah, people think that, oh my God, BDSM, you've got to bring out the the single tail whips and yeah. hang people upside down. But yeah. you know, you could just blindfold somebody and run your hands up and down them. Yeah. And that, that can be all, give them a massage. Yeah. In bondage. Absolutely, you know, that, yeah. That is something I enjoy as well. Yeah. I also do more psychological play, fair play. I do piercing. People know me for piercing. Mm-hmm. But think people assume I'm I, I'm all about that. 
Yeah. I actually enjoy a, vi- a yeah. wide spectrum. Yeah. I stuff. assumed you were all about that when yeah. I first met you. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Because your profile on FetLife, I was like, oh my God, this guy is in- going to intense. be like really intense oh, and really hardcore. Oh, and then gosh. I met you and I was like, you're like, like wait, what? <laughs> exactly. You I'm just take completely like subverted <laughs> what I was thinking in terms of like perceptions. But, you know, all of these things, right? So impact play, sensation play. I feel like sometimes BDSM has its own language. I'm not even sure like people listening really understand what some of these terms mean. So maybe I'm going to ask you some of like the commonly used BDSM terminology. And you can maybe just explain in like in a sentence for some of our listeners, because I'm sure we're going to be using some of these words a lot throughout the whole podcast episode. So might be good to clarify what that actually means. Okay. Fair enough. So dominant submissive switch. What did those mean? So a dominant is somebody who essentially enjoys taking control or taking responsibility for their partner. That's the most general explanation. And the submissive is somebody who enjoys, and I emphasize enjoys, mm-hmm. giving up control right? and giving up that responsibility, mm-hmm. which you might relate to if you have a lot of responsibility in your day-to-day life. Yeah. It's like somebody oh, else yeah. is going to make the so, decisions. Somebody yeah. just take yeah. control. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I yeah. don't want to make any decisions Exactly. Today. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. And a switch is somebody who's more versatile and mm-hmm. they can move between the two roles or mm-hmm. they enjoy a bit of both. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's essentially it. So what's a slave and what's the difference between a submissive and a slave? So a slave is, well, first of all, different people define slave differently, differently. for okay. themselves. Okay. Like I might call myself a slave, but that might mean something different between you okay. say okay you're I, I, next I, door yeah you're safe next door <laughs> yeah correct um okay. that's like he doesn't know what he's talking oh. about he's like <laughs> tell him every day yeah yeah okay you gotta slave it right yeah right, right. okay yeah. okay um <laughs> you know you're everyday slave yeah. versus yeah. you know you're high-end yeah. Slave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Slave. yeah yeah exactly but basically slavery is a deeper People generally think of it as a deeper form of submission. You're giving up more control and giving up more decision-making. And that might come into your day-to-day life. Mm -hmm. Like most BDSM, I say most, not all. Mm -hmm. Most BDSM is confined to a time and place. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, Tuesday between 5 and Mm 8. That's when you get to release. Where we're going to be playing. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I'm going to be in sub mode or I'm going to be in dom mode. Mm -hmm. And slavery, or not slavery. (laughs) (laughs) Being a slave. Yes, slavery. We're talking about the politically correct consensual slavery. Consensual. (laughs) Consensual. Slaving. Slaving. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. You're doing it. You might involve some day to day stuff like. Hey, bring me my coffee in the morning, mm. and I'm going to tell you what to wear. Well, you or you can, can only do, wear this for the day. You can only wear this for the day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, what's a safe word? A safe word is a critical part of kink. Is a word that means stop. Mm-hmm. Uh, stop what we're doing. Stop. I need a break. Stop. There's something going wrong. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and we use a safe word rather than no, because some people like to say no as part of their kink, like they're being ravished yeah. or they're being abducted. They're like, no, don't take me. Yeah. Whereas you wouldn't yeah, say, yeah, yeah. like, pineapple. Well, right? That's what they so always say, the, to pick a, a right. safe word that you wouldn't use in the normal course of play. Yeah. Yeah. A substitute for a hard stop. Yeah. Because I think the, the mind play of saying stop and saying no is part of the whole deviancy, right? It's like unsuredness of whether it is going to stop or not until you really have to say pineapple or cucumber. Or... Generally, it's a lot of food words, I think, for the... Yeah, I think no and stop. No. That's just part of the play because it's this idea that you're being like ravished or like in some ways taken against your will right. and in a fantasy scenario. Yeah, I mean, if somebody says stop mm-hmm. or no in when I'm playing with them, my ears will definitely prick up. Yeah, I'll be like, yeah, I'll be looking at them and being like, yeah, is that play no or is that real no i think it's always good to check in yeah yeah checking in and body language is also like a key thing i think that really great doms they always pay attention to too sometimes totally when you one of the rewarding parts of playing with your partner for a while is you get to Mm -hmm. you get in sync with each other and as a dom you kind of start reading the other person very well what they feel Mm -hmm. like and what their body language is like and as a sub you kind of Mm -hmm. tap into what is sexy for your partner and when -hmm. to be bratty and when to be extra subby on cues and Mm -hmm. yeah um one more word on safe words pineapple mango banana (laughs) cucumber uh, it's fine (laughs) but (laughs) i mean in the king community in the standard king community we we just say red Red. yellow Mm -hmm. green yeah so red means stop, that's safe word. Mm-hmm. Yellow means uh, this is not going great. Change it, please. Mm-hmm. Slow down. Mm-hmm. Do something different. And, and green means I'm great. Keep going. So what are hard and soft limits since we're talking about safe words? Well, limits are things generally that you're taking off the table. Mm-hmm. So they're things you don't want to do for... A variety of reasons it might be something medical i have bad knees so my limit is i can't kneel mm-hmm. or a bad shoulder so i can't do heavy rope suspension uh it might be sexual like i don't want to have sex or i don't want to have a butt plug please or it might be trauma related like i was spanked as a kid please don't spank me but whatever it, for whatever reason, it's something you don't want to do. And if it's, and you're not allowing, it's something you're not permitting to happen. So you're not consenting to it. So if somebody does do that activity, your consent is being violated. And that's a serious problem. In BDSM. In BDSM. So is there a difference between hard limits and soft limits? Yes. I actually don't like that terminology, personally. Yeah. So hard limits are things that are always off the table. Yeah. Like, never shall they be done. Mm -hmm. And soft limits are things that, okay, maybe for a special occasion, if I'm convinced, if it's 
you're super sexy, you know, yeah. if you're my dream boat. Yeah. Lover. Conditionally acceptable. Conditionally acceptable. I see. But I don't like that mm. fuzzy distinction personally. Yeah. I just use the term limits, which means right. off the table and dislikes. Got it. Got it. And what is, well, what is a play party? What is a scene? And what is an actual dungeon? What's a dungeon consist of? And I, can they be all three? At I the always think mean, like <laughs> castles and moats and stuff. I mean, <laughs> it's like very medieval jail. Exactly. If I yeah. could afford it, yes. I mean, <laughs> go big or go home. Um, that is true. Go big or go down to the dungeon. <laughs> yes, correct. So, what's a play party and what's a scene? So, and, uh, presumably, this happens in a dungeon. Yes. So a play party is just a event where people can come and express their express or do their kinks. So if you want to wear latex, you come wear latex. If you want to be a puppy on a leash, you come be a puppy on a leash. If you want to be spanked, you get spanked. I always have to distinguish between a play party and a sex party. People think that you walk in, strip off, grease up. And you'd jump think, into the orgy you'd think pile. The first words would be a clear <laughs> yeah, distinction yeah, yeah. for that first yeah. off. And, you know, okay. they're like, "Where's the orgy pile?" Right. <laughs> I see. Okay. So wait, does that mean that in a play party, there's never the sex and orgy pile? So uh, I can't say no. Line. Yeah, yeah, fuzzy line. <laughs> I mean, different. Right. I mean, right. there's play parties all over the world. There's different styles, but generally, play parties have a kink emphasis. Um, there may or may not be sex, but different from a swingers party where sex is really the driving force. Mm -hmm. Like you're there to, mm -hmm. you're there to fuck. Yes, <laughs> right. In a king party or play party, you're there to play, mm -hmm. and play doesn't need to be sexual. Mm -hmm. So plenty of play is just whips and chains and spanking. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we talk about the kink scene, which is the kink community in general mm -hmm. but as far as a, a scene as in uh play a scene is basically a bdsm interaction so mm -hmm. it's the space when where you're playing and it's also the time when you're playing when you're adopting your roles got it and a dungeon i guess is where this all happens a dungeon is where this <laughs> all happens i mean that's cool. You, you have furniture and yeah. you have equipment. Equipment. Yeah. Whatever. Okay. Else. It's a space. It's a space. It's a physical space. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, what are the fundamental principles behind BDSM and kink? I think we started talking about consent and stuff, but maybe say more. Yeah. So, uh, consent is a huge part of kink. We're always making sure people are consensually signing up for what they're doing before, during, and also kind of in a way after. We check in after and say, hey, how was that? In the community, we have two acronyms that get bounded around. SSC, which is safe, sane, and consensual. And also RAC, which is risk-aware, consensual kink. And both of those mm -hmm. are referencing consent. So we start by giving permission to do things or, or not doing permission we're excited to do this activity 
Uh, risk aware refers to the fact that there are risks you have to be aware of when you do kink, and we're going to manage those risks. We're going to mitigate them as much as possible. They're usually quite minor for most activities, yeah. but we're going to be aware. Sometimes they're aware common sense, I think. Yeah. But Which some, is not so common anymore, yes. yeah. let's be fair. <laughs> some people need that. Yeah. yeah. So it's essentially kind of a mutual agreement that takes place that this is going to happen. We're both agreeing that, that this will happen. These are the risks that we both acknowledge. Yeah. Um, I mean, not so much as like a signed contract. but it's, I was going to say, yeah. it's not like Fifty Shades of Grey. No, no, no. Where no. we're signing a contract. Right. And now you're locked in. Yeah. Right. It's more like an ongoing conversation. Yeah. But I think this idea of like safe sane is also really important because, you know, one of the things that with BDSM, they always say, you know, don't do drugs, uh, you know, not to be too inebriated and stuff when you're engaging in BDSM play. But also like when stuff is really, you know, even if it's consensual, I consent to you hanging me off of a noose around my neck you know, it just oh. is kind of like, it just, it's not... But both parties have to consent it's to It's not it well, safe. Right? Well, no, but let's say you consent to it and you think, oh yeah, it's a really good idea for me to be hung around right, my neck. The other person and also, the other person is also consenting to it. Right. But it's not very safe. No. Yeah. Oh, 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 terribly Not very sane either, right? I think sane's the more important word in correct, that scenario. Correct, So we, Yeah. We do, we do say um hurt not harm mm -hmm. so like a tattoo hurts but it's, it's not gonna not harm you lesson. yeah right, it's right. not permanent injury mm -hmm. you know but hanging from the noose is <laughs> yeah. pretty, pretty permanent <laughs> injury so. pretty permanent risk there exactly yeah. no even it's if both fatal risk, that's what i'm yeah. saying even if both people consent it's just not a very smart or safe no. or sane thing to do no. Yeah. 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 So nothing we do is going to leave permanent right. injury. Mm -hmm. <laughs> no yeah. fatal. No. We're no. trying to go away from fatal injuries. Yeah. yeah. I mean, because, yeah, tattoos definitely have a permanence to it but it's, to a certain extent. It's got a permanence, but it's not an, I don't know, it doesn't affect you in a There's no potential trauma or negative way. Yeah. I mean, mm -hmm. and it was something desired. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what are some of the biggest myths around BDSM? I'm oh, sure there's um, a lot. There's a lot. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, where to start? I think the difference between fantasy and reality is often overlooked. It's, it's really like looking at porn and erotica and people assume that you walk into a room and brandish a whip and, and then you're off to the races, yeah. if you like. But actually there's a lot of negotiation. There's a lot of background mm -hmm. work that you're doing to make sure everybody's comfortable when you're on the same page and so all the logistics mm. so would you say there's a significant amount of bdsm foreplay that has to happen before you actually get into I think it's more like planning mm -hmm. yeah the scenes are often very well negotiated and planned so but so maybe but i think when you the hear negotiation i think from a layman's point of view it sounds like you're having an interview it's basically very much like you're sitting but, down and it's, you know, a bit sterile as a conversation. But sometimes it is. Okay. Yeah. I think that's where the myth comes in. I think a lot of people it's might a, not realize that that happens at the beginning. Yeah. I mean, ideally it is kind yeah. of foreplay. <laughs> yeah. You right. Know, I think but, that's, that's kind of why you know, I use that word. <laughs> you get excited. I mean, I get excited. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. I'm like, ooh, all these fun things we're going to do. But yeah, for 
for lay people, they're like, oh yeah, okay, we're gonna just talk about our deep desires right. mm-hmm. before in doing a, anything in a, in a sober in over a, coffee. <laughs> over coffee. <laughs> yeah, try not to speak too loud. Yeah. <laughs> but let's talk about this myth that BDSM is all about pain. Oh yeah, okay. So this is my big ones. Mm-hmm. This is one of my big ones. So yeah, a lot of kink does involve like some kind of intense sensation and that can be pain, that can be pressure, that can be, you know, all kinds of things. But there's plenty of kink which is doesn't involve any masochism, any sadism, being mm-hmm. ordered around, for example. Mm-hmm. So being ordered to do things or... Or not to do things. Or being, not to do things. Being tied up, that's or being not tied necessarily up. painful. People assume being tied up is painful. And then I tell them, oh, it's actually quite comfortable. Can be. Yeah. yeah. Can be for sure. Depends on what you're tied up with as well. Yeah. I just think it's also because the mainstream kind of goes for black or white representation of what, you know, the main idea is like tying up and spanking. And you don't get to forget the beginnings of it or the reasons for it. Yeah. Okay. So the reasons for it, and this is going back to principles a bit, is to have a good time. Mm-hmm. So I was going to say one of the, my principles that I always tell people is, you should be both having fun. Mm -hmm. And if you're not having fun, then you should stop and reassess what you're doing. So kink is about fun and therefore you do what's fun for you. And if that's being tickled, that's being tickled. If that's being massaging somebody's feet, that's massaging somebody's feet. That's not painful at Mm -hmm. all. Right. Yeah. Or being a puppy or Mm -hmm. having your hair stroked while you're in heavy bondage you know like yeah yeah Yeah, you know yeah how about let's talk about there's a myth that people who do bdsm are kind of like emotionally disturbed or or abused or something like that what do you say to that no (laughs) (laughs) i say no yeah (laughs) incorrect yeah i guess because people don't really understand that how can that be fun for someone right to be you know I think that goes back to that to idea be, of pain. I should say hurt, like exactly yeah. in, in pain situations and, and people don't understand that. Like, And then they, they suddenly sort of cast aspersions and be like, oh, that person must, you know, really be emotionally not there or something to be able to enjoy that. Yeah, I think there's a lot of armchair mm-hmm. psychology, yeah. psychotherapy happening. Yeah. I mean, people like what they like. To me, it's as simple as that. Yeah. When you come to a munch, when you come to a kinky social event, you have all kinds of people from all walks of life. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, it's just a normal cross-section of society. Yeah. I'm going to stop you really quick. What's a munch? What's a munch? It's a kinky social event. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not just that as well. I think biologically, the neuroreceptors that uh, you have for pain and you have for pleasure are actually very closely connected in your brain a lot of the time so there's there's actually a biological component to why some people actually take pleasure from that kind of very intense sensation yeah and and also that as we kind of referenced the church of kink is very large and it's not all about pain exactly yeah it's not all about pain you can't keep person without yeah okay okay so here's a good way to think of it Think about how people get fussy about 
coffee or wine. <laughs> I like this variety mm. from the mountains of、Red. this place and、yeah. double、okay. roasted、yeah. with <laughs> milk and soy、mm-hmm. milk. You know,、mm-hmm. we have these huge brains that love variety. Yeah, and love novelty or can love. Yes, yes, can love.、Novelty. Some people who don't want novelty. Or a wide variety of range as well. That's true, but we generally accept that. Sure. If you want to love all kinds all of varieties kinds. of wine, right? That's normal. Yeah, and yeah. if you want to have a great sex life, you need to have variety. There is no way you can have a really great sex life、yeah. and have it just be routine. Yeah, but for some reason, we restrict our sexuality to this narrow set of activities, and we're like,、mm-hmm. sure. anything outside of that is deviant.、Mm. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so kink. Yeah. We're like, no, all、mm. this stuff、mm-hmm. could、yes. be fun. We're going to try it、yeah. and see what we like. For sure, they have actually also done studies on kinky people, people who engage in BDSM, and they actually have shown and proven that they are some of the most emotionally stable、yes. people out there. And I think perhaps it's because they are able to express their kink. And this means that they're not repressing it, and it's causing other sort of issues with regards to anxiety and stuff. Yes, there's one of these studies that shows. You、mm-hmm. put the、uh, link in the references in the notes. Yeah, in the notes that people were the kinksters they sampled are actually psychologically normal, and in fact less. In fact, healthy. Neurotic. Healthy. Exactly. Yeah, less neurotic. Correct. So yeah. yeah, makes a lot of sense if you think about it. Yeah. Process more. So you're somebody who's quite publicly open about BDSM with your friends and family, whereas many others choose to keep this part of their lives a secret. Are you ever affected negatively in your personal life by being so open? I mean, for me, no. Yeah, no. I think I have very chill parents who got up to. How lucky are own, you? I'm, I'm, right. I mean, <laughs> I think it's also part of my personality. I was the elder brother,、mm-hmm. so I was always the sensible one. I might have to share a text message between me and my parents with you as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, okay. I was the <laughs> sensible、silly. one. I think、right. I'm and one, yeah. yeah, you know, they trust that when I get up to stuff, I get up to stuff in a responsible I, way. Responsible way. Yeah, yeah correct. Yeah. So they never had a problem with me or worries, and then I just said. Mom, Dad, I'm kinky. They yeah, go, well, so are we. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, they—they、like, they, oh. maybe they said that very、oh, quietly. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. My dad's. They might have、It's、like a little wink here. It's yeah, like, ah, my boy. <laughs> yes, maybe, maybe. So it is funny. I do know one of the older organizers did go back to his parents at fifty. We went to visit his parents in England, and he was fifty at the time. And he said to his elderly parents, like, Mom, Dad. Something to tell you, I'm kinky, and they're like, "Oh, so are we <laughs> <laughs> all this time you、all、didn't time. know?" That's <laughs> so cool. So must、yeah. run in、oh, the family. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. But some people do struggle, though, right? It's yeah, like with for sure. Any, it's like with any sort of coming out process, it can be difficult. For sure. I、yeah. think anything against that mainstream ideal of what you're supposed to be is always hard to talk about, mostly because there's very little vocabulary about how to do it. So yeah, I never had any negative. Issues. I mean, most of my friends are open-minded, sex-positive people anyway.、Mm-hmm. So, people who aren't, I don't really want to be friends with. If I'm honest,、mm. yeah. you know. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, waste time. Which brings、energy. me to my next question. <laughs> sure. So, talk to me about dating. So, is、oh. it important for you to date somebody kinky? So, not really. I mean, again, they have to be open-minded and sex-positive. 
I mean, I have dated people vanilla. Okay. But usually they come around to some kind of kinky activity with me. I mean, yeah, I've converted a number of people oh, okay. <laughs> over right. the years. I so I guess yeah. I always wind up with kink yeah. somewhere. Okay. okay. Yeah. It's just to what extent. Yeah. And it's not a prerequisite for you. It's not a prerequisite for me. Okay. I can take it or leave it, but I prefer to have it. Yeah. Would you please? say that it's worked out better in cases where they were more open-minded or had some kink background? Yeah, I think so. I think, you know, it's it's just more fun. The compatibility. Yeah, compatibility is more fun. There's more things we can do. Okay, but seeing that you have converted quite a few people, <laughs> talk us through that. How do you, how do you introduce, do yeah, how do you do it? Well, this is BDSM for beginners. So how do you break someone into this idea of BDSM? So you do it slowly with a lot of <laughs> patience. Try not to break out the gimp suit on the second day. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's Wait, a bit much. That's not your first outfit <laughs> you go to? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, for me talk about it from a dom's perspective like i'll be like okay you know we've rolled around a few times how about you wear a blindfold this time mm-hmm. and they'll be like sure that's fun and sexy do it we do it yeah yeah Yay. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> and then next time we'll wear it, i'll be like okay you can wear a blindfold and i'll pin your arms back right how do you feel about that mm-hmm. and then the next time i'll be like oh i have these leather cuffs they're right. yeah. super comfortable <laughs> do you want to try them on and then the ankle cuffs yeah. and then before they know it. But, you know, it's, it's I'm a not process. Do, yeah, it's a process. But the process is not like I'm tricking anyone. It's just I'm just showing them that it can be fun in a non-threatening manner. Yeah. Because people don't want to be labeled as, God forbid, a pervert. <laughs> you know, yeah. so I'm just like saying, hey, why don't we try this? This could be fun. Yeah. You might like it. And if they don't like it, I'll be like, oh, okay. At least you tried. That, that's fine. Oh. Do you want to try on me? Right. Or, yeah. you know, do you want to do something else? Do okay. you also say like you wouldn't ask in the first place if you kind of got the impression they wouldn't like it as well, right? I mean, that taking those physical cues or yeah. based on conversations. Yeah, yeah. I'll be like, you got to be emotionally intelligent Enough. about these things and not push your gender. Mm. You got to be like, hey, going back to the fun thing. Hey, why don't we do something fun together? This could be fun. I want to explore it with you. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's how you say it. Yeah. Yeah. And really baby steps. Mm-hmm. Like I've baby stepped a lot of completely vanilla people to full-blown kinksters. And all I did was just take it slow mm-hmm. and not be like, let's go to the dungeon <laughs> on the first <laughs> day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then like, oh, yeah, this stuff is awesome. Yeah, right. yeah. I feel like most vanilla people are actually doing a lot of that already. Blindfolds yeah, think- being tied up. Those are very common activities. Exactly. Even so they may even be doing kink without even without knowing, knowing it. it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you do hear stories about people getting spanked very regularly in the bedroom and they're like, that's not kinky. Yeah. That's just, <laughs> that's just sexy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just being naughty. Like, yeah. Naughty. I'm like, you're a kinkster. Like, <laughs> you're dirty pervert. Dirty pervert. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No. A lot of you. It's like, no, no. Do you mean red, red? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Correct. So what are your thoughts on Fifty Shades of Grey? Let's just go there. I find it an awful (laughs) book. But, you know, I wonder what, like, veteran kinkster like you thinks about it. I mean, we often lament. Have you read it? 
I've Haven't re- you read I it? Have you read yeah. it? I've read parts of it. <laughs> so I could stomach. Yeah. You read it consentingly? It, I mean, it, it, it <laughs> is horrendously. I, I said yellow a couple of times. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it was so um, badly written. I remember so Sarah yeah. and I kind of had yeah. to read it at the same time around. And I think the only reason I enjoyed it is because both of us could not enjoy it together. Oh my God, we were <laughs> hating on it so oh, bad. It wow. one of the hardest reads to get through. It's just like, oh. It's just the writing. Over- oh, the writing. Oh, the writing. I mean, yeah. not that you can't like this book, first off. Obviously, we're not totally slamming <laughs> no. there. It is a really nice no intro for some people. I mean, I think, though, it was responsible yeah, for yes. bringing BDSM into the mainstream. I mean, even the books, the movies, they've been huge hits. Oh, I haven't seen the movie. Yeah. Well, I feel like it should stomach it. Less of, uh, maybe alcohol. the movie less of a hit than the book. I, well, I don't. Mm. Okay. But well, <laughs> yeah. a lot of people are very aware yes. of BDSM now. So precisely. I mean, in the community, especially organizers, we kind of lament the <laughs> 50, shades, 50 Shades. We're like, damn it, 50 Shades. It's like a group. Bringing your bad models of consent. mode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, exactly. And yet we also like, it's also been a kind of a boon to the community as well. So yeah, it's really been a double-edged sword. It's introduced a lot of people, as you said, to kink. And I think also legitimized people's desires. They're like, oh, this is on mm. mainstream cinema. I'm not a freak. This yeah. is okay. Yeah. And it's okay to desire this. But on the other hand, yeah, it does have very bad or inaccurate portrayals of standard state-of-the-art BDSM and how you negotiate a relationship and what does a good BDSM relationship look like. And yeah. The fact that there was no consent, essentially. Or very tenuous consent. Every time he tried to, not to get into this too much, but every time he tried to say, do you consent, do you sign the stupid hard soft limits contract? She would be like, no, but then do it to me anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, and spank me anyway. But then I'll get pissed off after because you didn't ask me. <laughs> yeah, I think me. the irresponsibility of the way that was portrayed is that, gosh, it's written from her point of view. So everything she says is that first right. very superficial reaction without any backstory or any kind of internal explanation mm. on the book's part. However, if anybody's looking for another good movie, I really like The Secretary, if anyone's watched that one. Yes, <laughs> yes. That's good. But I mean, all of these things, yeah. like erotic media, yeah. sure. they're meant to be sure. sexy. Yeah. And yes. they, you don't delve into the, the nitty gritty yeah. logistics. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. There wasn't that much consent in The Secretary as well. No, I watched it recently. True. But it is a more accurate is, portrayal, I, I feel. Yes. Of I just felt like we had to balance off BDSM. how terrible we were talking yeah. about one. I mean, yeah. <laughs> but there wasn't a lot of consent either. No, that's true. You just I mean, start spanking. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> One day. <laughs> it's like today instead of coffee, it's I will like, take a spanking. What would you yes. like you would do? Your boss just said like, okay, yeah. bend over. This and is like, a lawsuit. Yeah. <laughs> it is now. There was no uh, Me Too in that movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so tell people, we talked a little bit about play parties, right? So what are the rules of a play party and how do I get to attend one? Are there play parties in Hong Kong? Yes, there, there are play parties in Hong Kong. Okay. The group I organized for is Kinky Hong Kong. We've Kinky been doing Hong Kong. Kinky Hong Kong. Okay. Or KHK. We've been doing play parties mm-hmm. for over a decade. Yeah, they're very fun. 
how do you attend a play party? You get involved in the community. Easy answer. So you. So you can't just stroll into a play party no, whip in hand. No, I mean, <laughs> some places or you can. Or slave in hand. Yeah, slave in hand. Right, slave okay. in one hand, whip in the other. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. I mean, some places you can. Yeah. Different communities differ. Uh, generally, you have to get involved somehow. So you mm. go to munches, you get on FetLife, which is kinky facebook online community online community basically get to know people and then if you show yourself to be a sane consensually minded (laughs) person who has manners because kinksters love manners kinksters love manners i did notice that when you said no butt plugs please yes yes Yes. then you might get invited to one of these events so yeah basically the best way is to get involved i see and then some play parties, they have a introduction, some don't. We have like a little newbie tour for like when people come to the dungeon for the first time, we'll give them a little tour and show okay. them the rules. Rules also differ from dungeon to dungeon, mm-hmm. but generally ask before you do anything, ask before you touch anyone, anyone's toys. Uh, when people are playing, they have what we call a scene bubble. Mm-hmm. So this certain area is closed off. Right. And they're doing their scene, so don't interrupt people's scene mm-hmm. is common etiquette. Mm-hmm. They'd be like, oh, that looks awesome. That looks amazing. Yeah. I'm coming in. I'm coming in. Yeah, okay. <laughs> coming in hot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wait for me, wait yeah. for me. Yeah. 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 So okay, everything's that consent yeah. extends to the rest of the community. Right. Like you mm-hmm. have to ask before you do anything. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. kind of like the first... Yeah, as you said, manners that you learn when you're a kid. It's like you ask before you touch. Yeah. You try to be polite. I know that, but I also think though, with consent being such a big buzzword these days in the sort of post-MeToo era, that even vanilla people can learn a lot from the world of kink in terms mm. of asking for oh, consent totally. and demanding yes. that standard of consent. Yes. Yeah, because I don't know if we're necessarily taught that. Okay, so yeah. one of my friends was kind of introduced to kink and she started attended munches she was like it's kind of crazy how i feel safer in munches mm-hmm. than a regular bar. bar yeah because in a regular bar i can get groped and oh, i can yeah. get touched oh yeah and approached by randos yeah. who think that that's okay that's okay yeah. and in a munch that is totally not okay right yeah and everybody is so polite yeah and if anybody did that they would get kicked oh, absolutely. out yeah, very invited. quickly. Yeah. 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 We've been to For sure. like kinky parties. Like we always feel very, A, we feel very welcomed for sleep. Yeah. And then B, you feel very safe. And you're and like, think, wow, everyone's really polite well, I here. Think <laughs> I think it's exactly yeah. the opposite of what people assume it would be. It's yeah. like you don't feel like you're in a perverse situation no. or in a perverse environment. I mean, if anything, it's like you said, yeah, it's very welcoming, mm. very warm. And like it's an immediate kind of open-mindedness and yeah. fun. It is fun. It's yeah. this lighthearted. Yeah, you are seeing yeah. people walk but around you are with people leashes walk around like and naked, and, and yeah. Oh. But you feel—I would say definitely in a bar—you feel a lot more apprehensive. Yeah, you're not really sure who that was that groped you. First off, so I think that stigma, that myth, is definitely something that's worth breaking for sure. Okay, well, the world of BDSM, as we've talked about, is vast, and there's so much to experiment with. So, what are your recommendations for beginners? Where should they start? So we mentioned a little bit about maybe blindfolds, 
like bondage, yeah. Sling. Those are yeah. things that are quite accessible <laughs> to beginners. Yeah, they're, they might already be doing it already. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. They're spanking here and there. Okay, they're accessible and they're easy. Yeah, and they're harder to yeah get wrong, or you know, there's less variables involved. Right. So yeah, just the simple stuff okay. is good to start out with. So some light bondage, mm. some sensation play, which can be a blindfold and mm-hmm. grabbing some ice from the freezer and <laughs> running it up and down somebody's body. Fun. That sounds yeah. fun. I feel like a lot of people have done that already, but yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. But then you might, so okay, you might do that. Okay. And then you're like, okay, we're going to do it in bondage now. Right. So layer and it on. Layer it on. And bondage can, doesn't have to be ropes and leather and you, like, you don't have to kit it out the first sight of it. I mean, you do, actually. You do? You, wait, wait. No. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Can't you just start exactly. with like, a tie yeah. and your belt? I mean, yes, yeah. yes. You can start with a belt. That's leather. Not if you're vegan. <laughs> okay, yeah. vegan. You start with a <laughs> vegan belt. Yeah. Yeah. You start with a vegan belt. Okay, wait. And, so, okay. Yeah. So, yeah, you get three or four belts right. yeah. and you can wrap somebody up yeah. and then... Yeah, they're like a mummy. Yeah. yeah. Or your and stockings. Then, that's always a good one. Yeah. Stockings, and sometimes I even scarves. think yeah, you don't right. even need the equipment. You can just tell somebody, I want you to okay. put yeah. your hands above your head and not move. Right. Yeah. And yeah, so yeah, totally. you just have to follow the instructions. Yeah, just giving somebody instructions. Mm-hmm. Is, that's yeah, a good way to start, I think. Yeah, if that works for you, absolutely. It's just whatever There's you a low find. Risk in that one. Yeah. Go, go yeah. for something easy, yeah. low risk, yeah. fun. Think about and, yeah. role play as well. Is that a good place to start? I don't know. I'm not a role play. I'm not a super role play person. Mm-hmm. I feel people can find role play awkward. Okay. When they start off, they're like, um, right. what am I supposed to say? What's my line? <laughs> <laughs> they're like, uh, you know, like, I don't know. What does the sexy Actually, doctor sound I like? Know, I, right? I think it's the same for people who hate fancy dress. You know, it's right. that idea of getting into another person's skin is actually really uncomfortable. But, for I mean, unless some. you're really enthusiastic about oh, yeah, drama. Yeah, if you're really and you're like, into like, that's that idea of scene. It's like, you're definitely going to be the secretary and I'm your boss. And, but if you think about yeah. it, all these, you know, role play tropes, they all kind of have a little bit of that dom sub power dynamic oh, in them, ab- right? Absolutely. Like whatever, uh, school teacher, student. Uh, sure. Uh, yeah. yeah. Policeman, convict. Right? There is always a power dynamic. So I wonder if it's something people can explore with if they like right. role play, you know, that gets them into this idea of a power dynamic. I guess, yeah. I, so if role play is fun for you i mean absolutely (laughs) personally i hated drama class so i'm like no i'm surprised because when you when you mentioned um being interested in drag at the first part i kind of got the impression that it was that idea of going into a different role me too but if you you know maybe explain that there was i know i just like subverting expectations okay right and and being a fabulous woman yeah, was like okay. fun for me okay. okay because i think one of the main questions a beginner would have is how do i know i'm going to be a dom and how do i know i'm going to be a sub or how do i know i'm going to be a switch right so how do i get into that role per se like how- i mean i think just try things out yeah you know just just yeah just try and mix it up and see what kind of works for you what resonates for you mm. i mean you don't have to have any label you could just be like i like being spanked right and i like yeah. tying people up yeah i was gonna yeah. say there's probably quite a few people who are subs who maybe over time also oh i might enjoy a little bit of 
more power on someone else. I think it also depends on the relationships you're having with each individual can be Absolutely. different. Absolutely, That's so, so true. And stuck in that frame can also be a little bit boring. No, yeah. I was about to <laughs> say that I don't think that sub and dom is static. Yeah. So you could, I mean, even for me, I can switch even between one session in one play session. I can go between sub and dom like in and I can switch several times. So I don't feel like they're necessarily static. Mm. And also definitely with people. Yeah. Like there's certain people's energies that just bring out like, oh my gosh, I really want to be more submissive around you per right. se. Yeah. Whereas with everybody else, you're like, you yeah. know, maybe more dominant. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Okay. Just keep it playful. I think it's a keep really it playful. good way. Yeah. If, if you do do role play, I think just don't do it too seriously. <laughs> it's very silly. I have never heard of somebody doing role play really seriously. Now, mm. this is your line and this is my line and yeah. I'm going to say here's, I am going to put a script. Yeah. Yes. I'm going to put a thermometer in your bomb. Yes. <laughs> and you must say ouch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so what are some essential toys or equipment that you would recommend for a beginner, right? Especially maybe a beginner that doesn't want to spend too much money. See, I was going to say, if you want to spend money... Let's start with the top, actually. Let's okay, start, okay. Yeah. Let's go premium Because some people actually really enjoy getting into their kink and there's so much joy in actually buying some of these toys to express themselves. Okay, okay. so I think whether you're a sub like, or like dom... Pen and paper, hold on. Pen and paper, yeah, yeah get your shopping list ready. <laughs> exactly, um, my credit card. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. What's your details? <laughs> I'll, I'll buy it for you. <laughs> oh, great, personal shopper too. <laughs> yes. So I think one key piece of equipment that I've just found is just so incredibly useful is a good pair of leather cuffs, okay. leather restraints. And if you can afford it, just get a leather ankle wrist restraint set mm -hmm. and get a collar as well mm. because they last when it's well made it lasts forever mm -hmm. you can do so many things with it mm -hmm. you can wear it for fashion mm -hmm. you can gain restraints you can have your be spread eagled or hogtied or mm -hmm. so many things but you have to like drop at least 100 us mm-hmm on a good set you shouldn't yeah. get that flimsy scratchy yeah nasty nylon stuff yeah don't get anything with fur so just get a yeah. simple good set and don't get real handcuffs either that, no 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 it's those i mean well unless you again unless, unless you really you like that kind of sensation but they can tighten up and they could tighten up and be they're very very restrictive i think the on risk the of getting them stuck is also a bit higher yeah Mm. So leather cuffs are great because they're so easy and yeah. comfortable. Mm. Take them on and off. Mm -hmm. Yeah, handcuffs. Yeah. Bru they bruise your wrists. Yeah, they do. They do, and they can cut up the blood flow as, as well, well. It's not it's what you tight. want. Yeah. So that would be my number one thing. Okay, All right. And then the number two thing is a crop. A so crop. Like, oh, yes. Horse riding crop. Right. Okay. It's just a very easy to use sub riding crop. Is that what you said? <laughs> sub riding crop yes yeah. <laughs> slave riding crop slave riding crop okay it could be a dom riding crop yeah there you go yeah so let's um, talk about how you use the crop so you can obviously use it for spanking mm -hmm. so you can crop somebody's ass or mm -hmm. 
their chest mm -hmm. or their thighs, any like muscular, meaty area or mm -hmm. area that's got lots of fat. You can use it to point people in different directions, like mm -hmm. go over there, stand in the corner. Mm -hmm. as, as an instrument, it just screams authority. Mm -hmm. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Mm -hmm. And yeah, you could just use it for sensation play, running yeah. it up and down people. Mm -hmm poking them with it <laughs> i always poke, i always poke my subs yeah so like yeah yeah so it's just a fun easy to use implement and actually yeah. it doesn't cost that much it's, yeah. it looks it's also a great uh, very accessory. sexy it's yeah. a great accessory yeah. yeah yeah so so whether you're sub or dom or switch or whatever mm. i've known subs to buy crops and then they present it to their dom of mm. their choice and they're like oh please use this on me would you say that there are different qualities of crops as well like one that's more malleable like bendy or stiff is a better choice or it's more personal? I mean, I mean, yeah, there's individual differences and you can get fussier. You can get, be a connoisseur about it. But like, <laughs> to be honest, crops are crops. Crops are crops, okay. Mostly crops are crops from a horse riding shop, for sure. <laughs> but okay, so a proper crop. Yeah. Yeah. But, but, you know, I've heard of people actually going to hardware shops and whatever, horse riding shops to go shopping for BDSM gear. Yeah, totally. Yeah, there, in fact, I think you go to hardware shops quite a bit I mean, don't you I mean, get yes. some of your stuff yes because you're big, quite handy I'm quite handy and DIY with I love my pervertibles toys. yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a great talk word. about that talk about what pervertibles are so pervertibles are day-to-day -day objects that you use for perverted purposes so mm. normal regular objects so yeah so going to the target right. option <laughs> if you're on a budget <laughs> yeah. you know there's all kinds of things you can use you can close pegs, classic pervertibles. Can use close pegs on any part of the body, the nipples. You can go to a kitchen store wooden and spoon. get a wooden spoon. Don't get a metal spoon. No. Or, or a spatula. <laughs> it's got to be plastic. But what if the spatula has cute little heart circles no, in it? No, <laughs> nothing metal. It's got to be wood. Okay. It's got to be wood right. or, or plastic. Okay. Um, this is because of the risk aspect to it. This, this is because metal doesn't break. Right. Yeah. You know, if you hit somebody too hard with a wooden spoon, it's okay. But Right. Yeah. There's a little give. It's a little give, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And it'll break eventually. Mm -hmm. What's yeah. your favorite pervertible? Something you've made? Hmm. So I do have a spreader bar. Yes. So you, you can make one. an easy <laughs> you spreader bar out I of a... I still have it, I think. You gave me one. Yeah, Do you I remember? Did. Yeah, I did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that yeah. there was a look here. All of a sudden, it's like, ah, uh, <laughs> yes, like, yes, yes, I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, you're right. I was hoping um, you would say that actually. Do you want to explain to others what a spreader what is, bar what is? What is a spreader bar? A yes. spreader bar is a essentially a pole with two hard points on each end where you can attach limbs. So if you want to keep somebody's legs open, right. for instance, for whatever reason. The imagination. Yeah, imagination. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you attach two restraints to their ankles and you put a spreader bar in between. Right. And they can't close their legs. Mm. So this is quite fun. You can get like a hiking stick. Mm. And so you know, creative. An extendable Very hiking creative. stick. What do you call it? Hiking, hiking pole. pole? But anyway, well, walking yeah. stick, walking hiking stick, pole. yeah. There you go. Yeah, walking stick. For those of you into winter sports, you could use a ski pole. Ski pole, yeah, yeah. an extendable ski pole. Get that chalet feel. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's good. So, what are some good resources for people who want to learn more about BDSM? 
So my favorite books are the old school ones, the new topping book oh, and the yes. new bottoming book, yes. which are By good. Darcy Easton. Darcy yeah. Easton, yes. Mm. They are great introductions to kink in general, but also just the psychology and has a lot of toolkits for you if you're new and starting out mm-hmm. for your the respective roles. I think you, if you're a switch, you just need to choose one. You don't need to read both. Mm-hmm. You can if you have time. The Ultimate Guide to Kink, mm. which I think is edited by Dan Savage, mm-hmm. or is it at least recommended by him, okay. um, is also an excellent general resource for kink. Right. And what about you? Um, yes, <laughs> You're a me. Yes, yeah, I'm a resource too. <laughs> So the I, Ultimate Guide to Kink, by the way, is by Tristan Terramino. She's oh, awesome as well she's, because... She's got some great films as well. Yeah, I talked about her book in an earlier episode on open relationships. She wrote this book called Opening Up, which is a guide to polyamory and open relationships. Yes. So I really like her stuff as well. But yes, um, tell us about you. I have a website called mm-hmm. kinkbites.com. Mm-hmm. That's K-I-N-K-B-I-T-E-S. Mm-hmm. Dot com, And also I'll be on Instagram and Twitter mm-hmm. with the same name and I'll be sharing BDSM tips and tricks. Right. Mm. So cool. you can follow me and yeah. I'll be putting out yeah. regular content. Yeah, that's going to be awesome. Yeah, I think people need that. There's a lot of people that I think are very curious about BDSM. Yeah. And hopefully this podcast will have cleared up some of that curiosity, but there's always so much more to learn, right? Yeah. And I'm also available for private coaching if you want mm-hmm. a more one-on-one experience to help be stepped through mm-hmm. with your fantasies or your desires mm-hmm. or whatever you want to explore. Yeah, I'm available for that too. Awesome. So we're going to wrap up this episode with our final quick section called the quickie but goodie section. And this is just a rapid fire section that... We have on every episode where I ask lots of really fun questions and you have two seconds to answer. Sure. If not, you're out. Okay, sure. right now, there's lots like of times a... I've not answered in two seconds and I'm still here. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, you don't get it. Okay, so you get five seconds. You get okay. right. All right, so what is your... So we're talking about role play, actually, <laughs> which you hate, but I'm going to ask you anyway, what is your favorite dominant role play character? If you um, had to pick one. Easy teacher. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. It's, there's, there's lots of things you can know, play around with it. Bossy ladies. Very generic. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'm going to say policeman. Just because. <laughs> really? Wow. <laughs> I mean, I may have a Uniforms. Little, yeah. Canister of tear gas. Given what's going on in Hong Kong right now. That's yeah. a wrong yeah. thing, thing, to yeah. be honest. You never? I know. You're like, what? Oh, Okay. <laughs> I mean, sometimes I don't even really have the uniform. Sometimes it's just... I do like doctor as well. Doctor and patient. I doctor really and like. patient is fun e- too. Doctor and patient is fun. What's your favorite submissive role play character? Well, again, but I've never done really the actual role play. I, you're like so dramatic. I, I, I think it's because I am really, in my normal life. I don't need it. Yeah. <laughs> not really I expected older. that from you. Yeah. yeah. I, don't think I, I mean, it's despite the, all the fancy dress I have as well. Exactly. Know, I use it on, yeah. a, no, I think on my vanilla side, I oh guess. Oh my gosh. Wow. Yeah. Mm. So you don't really have like every day. A, no, I've never okay, had Okay, but like if you had to pick one. Yeah, that is hypothetical. 
now uh, <laughs> for, for you two. I, you know, actually, no. yeah. I'd, have to, I'd have to do probably the maid. If I had to pick up like my favorite. Oh my gosh, you have love to be cleaning. Maid. I do. You love Just give me an iron and some clean. dirty yeah. dishes. Yeah. yeah, I might break a few though. Yeah, how about you? I think a maid too, because then they could do my laundry. I'm like, imagine the no, service. You, it, oh no, you, your favorite. Oh, you. I have to be yeah. the maid. Oh yeah. my gosh, no way. <laughs> you have to that's do your worst. laundry. Yeah, no, that's awful. Okay, never. Um, I can think of my least favorite sub role that I'd want to be. Okay, what's that? Nanny. Oh, okay, right. I guess patient. I'd be a patient, patient adult. You'd be a good yeah. patient. I'd be a yeah. good patient. Yeah, I think I'd oh. be a good sort of somebody you know it's not quite a rape fantasy but this idea that i am like cajoled and convinced to the go innocent al- yeah the victim. innocent like exactly that it's cajoled and convinced to go along with something super perverted yeah maybe. but the catholic school girl ends up liking it <laughs> that could be interesting yeah. yeah okay so if you could pick someone to be dominated by would you rather it be Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's uh, not on the options. Get in line. So there's, what? there's, what? I mean, because that, that was just being the running answer for yeah. a lot of episodes. So now I have limited the options to the Pope, yeah. Mark Zuckerberg, or Lee Kashing. Can I choose execution instead? <laughs> yes, exactly. Sorry. Well, I mean, all of them are very powerful. You answer first. Oh, you okay. answer first. You Exile. wrote the question. I wonder what your answer is. Uh, I guess like the Pope. <laughs> This is like because this is going Mary. back to my religious. Oh, Mary, or go kill yourself. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I choose the third. I choose the third. But you choose oh, Lee Kashing. I no, I just go kill myself. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta no, choose I guess, one of the ones. Okay, I I'd have to agree the Pope. I mean, the other two were just so horribly like. Yeah. Ugh. I mean, Lee Cushing already owns me, so it doesn't. Oh, I mean, and honestly, owns yeah. Mark Zuckerberg's every, name alone makes my skin crawl. <laughs> I mean, the ni- the current Pope is kind of nice. Yeah. yeah, he is kind he, of he's nice. He's a big sweetheart. So yeah. okay, so I go with the not just any Pope. <laughs> I let the just, Pope try to convert me. That's the, how's that for like a right. you know giving yeah. up a power? The yeah. current. Okay. There we go. Ditto. Ditto. Current. I'd be High like, five. okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, okay. Yes. Yes. Okay. So if you could pick someone as your submissive, you have to pick a superhero. Liam Hemsworth. No, you have to Chris pick Hemsworth? a superhero character. So like a Spider-Man. So like Thor. So, like a, so like Thor. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, who would you pick as your submissive? Probably either Iron Man or Thor. Iron Man feels like it would be such a bratty sub. My goodness, he would be <laughs> the biggest brat. Oh, he would be yeah, the biggest brat. Really no, big Iron Man. I I pick I pick Aquaman. <laughs> oh, that's Aquaman. a good one. That's yeah. A good one. He's- well, because he's kind he's... of big and dumb, you know. But he'll just kind <laughs> of like follow what I But sexy, but he'll just like do what I say. A, you, a little bit of a pushback. I, Okay, yeah. Who, yeah. who's your pick then? Oh, who's your pick? I was thinking Valkyrie from mm. oh. yeah. one of the Thor movies. Yeah. Yes, what is it yeah, called? the Avengers uh, movies. No, it was um, Ragnarok. Ragnarok, oh, yeah. Because yeah. she's, she's just fun and snappy yeah. and yeah. hot. And, and definitely a brat. Yeah. yeah. But I think that could be fun. Yeah, because I think okay. I like the It'd idea a of a little bit of a brat and challenge. I don't want to yeah. be too easy. Yeah, no, yeah. I like easy. <laughs> 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 so one reason why everyone should try BDSM. There is so much out there. There is so much out there. Most people can mm-hmm. find something they will enjoy. Yeah. And your life will be so much better for it. Yeah. 
Yeah. And your bedroom experience too. Absolutely. And, and your partner's life. And your partner's school. It's yeah. kind of cool. It's, yeah. It's you are a more interesting. Absolutely. Well-rounded. Well-rounded, diverse person. Layered. Layered. Yeah. Multitudes. Multitudes of yeah. layers. Well, for me, I like that idea that it is still taboo and it is like subverting maybe your roles in everyday life. It's allowing you to really escape from that sometimes and play something else. Yeah, I'd agree with that. That's a good way of looking at it. Okay, so thanks so much, Janice and Kat, for joining me today. You're it welcome. was You're a welcome. great discussion. It's a great before lunch talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know. I love BDSM it, brunch. It's <laughs> BDSM brunch. The yeah. light of day. It's a fabulous lifestyle. Isn't it just a First little coffee thing yes. in the morning? A little coffee with some spreader. Absolutely. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. Listeners, I'd love to hear from you. What was your key takeaway from this episode? And what aspect of BDSM are you most keen to try? So find me at HelloSarahSense on Instagram or drop me a line at sarahsense.com. I'd love to hear from you. And if you enjoy this podcast, I'd also be very grateful if you left us a review. And if you're looking to incorporate a little bit more BDSM into your lovemaking, I say definitely give it a go. As long as you know your boundaries, then get out there and start exploring. The more we explore, the more we get better in bed. Thanks, everyone. Thanks. Bye. Bye.